Hi, I'm Kate Bailey. I'm a coach, an author, and a sober mama. And this is Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hello, welcome back to Love Sober Podcast for the Sober and Sober Curious and it's me Kate and just wanted to say welcome. I hope you had a lovely Christmas. I hope you had a peaceful, healthy, um, sober Christmas, you know, got through it with a modicum of grace. Um, It's not easy, is it? Let's face it. Some of us may need to go to yoga now. Some of us may need to go stomp in the fields. Some of us may need to listen to some really kind of crazy house music and dance it out. Whatever it was like, um, well done. You know, if you did it sober, then you are a freaking sober star. And if it didn't go according to plan, don't worry. You know, you get a chance to reset. It's a big old time of the year we're thrown a lot of information at us the bright dazzling lights loads of commercialism cluster of stress and family obligations so you know you get a chance to reset now um and that's what's so beautiful about i think this time of year which leads me on to what i'm going to talk about today yeah i decided i've been reflecting on this and i thought you know what I would really like to just reflect on the book that we've both written um, which is Love Your Sober Year Um, and it was out in September but it feels very um, pertinent all year round Um, and since we are looking at the beginning of a year it feels timely to talk about it and I invite you to have a look at that book Um, and over the course of the year I'm going to be working with some of the themes in the book working very seasonally Um, this is one of the things that is has become very important to me in my sober journey there's been a kind of uh, recognition of the kind of cycles of life the daily cycles the the rhythms of weekly cycles of monthly cycles there's the menstrual cycle there's the there's the sober cycles, you know, of, of the different models. Um, there's the cycles of our life from teenagers through to adulthood to parenthood, um, then the menopause. And there's these bigger cycles. Um, and I found one of the most powerful ways to underpin, I guess, my sober journey and my well-being has been very much to work with those cycles to honour them, um, to reflect and to build in a practice about them. And that really is what uh, Love Your Sober Year is about. It has lots of tips, it has lots of tools, um, but it's in it with the framework, the seasonal framework of a year to, to provide sort of comfort and a guide for for sober living in a sustainable way. So I'm going to be diving into that right now because I'm recording this on the Twixmas. So this is between Christmas and New Year. So it'll go out at the end of this week. And I am thinking about, obviously, we have the, um, oh, the January. (laughs) Who loves January? Hands up. I don't see any hands up for people who are loving January. I've actually kind of fallen in love with this time of year a bit. Um, and that's since I discovered that it was okay to rest. All right. So this Twixmas, this kind of 
you know, midwinter, we're only just past the solstice. We've just got Christmas out of the way. This is a time when we'd be really depleted often and we really need to rest. We really need to hibernate. Um, and that is what our kind of a lot of our systems are needing. We might actually have a little bit of energy from all the carbohydrates over um, the Christmas period and really be feeling like you've got a bit of energy to burn. And that's fine as well. So maybe that's where you're at. But um, if we're taking a kind of a leaf out of nature's book, if we look around, you know, this we've got a, the dry January, we have all the intentions. It's like the New Year's resolutions, January sales. It's sort of, it all gets a bit on one. And actually, if we can use the framework of the seasons a little bit more, um, there's not much evidence of it kind of doing much out there. Um, and so if we take this wisdom of the seasons for ourselves, this is not a time to be on one. This is a time to rest, to reflect, to be sleeping as much as we can, maybe some gentle movement outside to get some of that sun on our face, um, to you know help our serotonin levels and our hormone levels and our melatonin levels, helping with our sleep. But Rather than going full pelt into some kind of new regime, I know that what's working for me at the moment is allowing myself to kind of dream along with the things that are underground, you know. It looks like nothing's happening, but actually as we're resting and as we're integrating the wisdom of the season, we're actually, um, we're doing quite a lot of inner work, if you like. We are... Um, yeah, it's, it's this kind of integration process. So that's what I want to be kind of thinking about, kind of offering out as we're thinking about going into January. Um, and I'm going to read a little bit about, about this from the book. And I opened it this week um, and it's called Setting Your Intention, The Power of the Pause and How to Cultivate Patience. Um, we've got a, a quote by Jean-Jacques Rousseau, patience is bitter, but its fruit is sweet. That reminds us of this kind of almost, yeah, the, um, the deferred gratification and the building of resilience, which sober people know all about. You know, there's no way round of developing the ability to ride out the cravings, really, if we're going to beat the wine witch we need to practice we need to repeatedly kind of practice the power of the pause you know it's the sober masterclass because if we're patient we press the halt button instead of the effort button we stop and step back for a moment we allow our logical brains time to come back online we let our nervous system settle if we breathe and allow ourselves to come out of that reactivity um, and in a nutshell, this is the secret of our success, right? It's allowing that prefrontal cortex to come back online, generates, um, generate our options in line with our goals, right? It's about making those choices. So with that in mind, I'm going to talk a little bit about a couple of practices to close out this year and to welcome in the new year. Um, and I'm going to talk about a couple of amazing women that I know. The first uh, is Taryn Strong, who was a co-founder of She Recovers. And Taryn is very much another a soul sister in working with all things seasonal and, and the moons. And she um, had a great, great idea um, of, of a practice of, you know, reflecting, having this pause before we go headlong into the next year. 
And really having this sacred pause to reflect. And often we don't build in reflective time in our life. And it's so important because if we skip over that reflective, if we're like, you know, the hare that keeps chasing, the chasing the carrot, um, and we didn't, we never stop and take stock, we can't um, absorb and integrate all of the learning. And then we don't give ourselves time to digest it and take the good stuff, get rid of the the waste that we don't need, and then to decide what we want to take forward. So this practice of kind of closing down the old year, the old year, maybe with a bit of candle gazing, with a bit of journaling, but just really carving out that space and time for ourselves to do it. So, and she said a really good way of doing this is because if you're like me, you might not even remember what happened before last week, right? So it is a thing, right? I am in my midlife and the memory is a thing, um, despite not having not drunk for years and years and years. Um, so if you take out your phone and scroll all the way back and you look through your phone um, and just go through from January, January 2022 um, and write down as you're kind of going through, write down the kind of significant events. You know, maybe it would be meetings with family. Maybe it would be a holiday. Maybe it could be a nice walk. Maybe there was a day that really sucked. And then just kind of take a few minutes Um to just kind of write down what the major events were. Um, and you can pop me on pause if you like, pop me on pause. And it's like just doing the kind of the highlight reel. So listen back to this or pop me on pause now and just write down what your, yeah, the highlight reel was really, what were the significant moments. And then the second step of this is to see you know, what feelings, you could do a brainstorm around it, what kind of feelings come up when you're looking back at it? Um, what kind of feelings do you remember feeling at the time, if you remember any? And this is a real good way of, and then she put this a lovely way of kind of looking at what is the, what are the gifts of the year and what's the medicine? You know, sometimes medicine is a little bit bitter, right? What was the learning? What was the medicine of those times? So again, you can pop me on pause and then the third step is to are there any themes that are recurrent through the year what is the general feeling does this you know that often things will happen they'll keep repeating until we learn the lesson right and this really reminds me of the drinking kind of groundhog day of needing to you know establish a completely new daily routine to really get in touch with my feelings for you know that whole going round and round and round and round on that drinking drinking wheel, that drinking groundhog day, that hamster wheel, until something shifts, until something is different. Um, so, yeah, what what things keep kept coming up for you maybe? What do you notice? What themes? And then you can pop me on pause again. And the last bit of this is to you divide your page and you think, okay, what things, am I, what things do I want to keep? What things... Would I really like to hold on to what kind of bits of wisdom would I tell myself? What advice would I give myself to carry through into next year? And what am I going to leave behind? What kind of what, what changes am I going to make? What am I going to let go of? Um, and you can even do you can burn the bit of paper, the bits that you want to leave and throw them away. Um, so that's one practice of just kind of, yeah, tuning in and seeing what you want to let go of from this year but I loved that um that that kind of hack that journaling hack of using your phone as that kind of visual 
um, reminder of that. Um, and the second one is from a dear friend of mine, Bernadette Russell. She is a, a writer and an author. She's also um, a kind of social activist and a performer. She's, um, she's legendary. And she likes to, she's done a course on mythology this year. And so she went into the woods. And this has got a bit more of a ritualistic aspect to it, but I really liked it. So to go into the woods and do that kind of, um, or go, you know, go into your woman cave or whatever, go on a walk but get somewhere where you can really be alone and really concentrate um and what she did is set some intentions and doing a bit of dreaming you know what would you really like to manifest next year because that's the next bit isn't it so what would I really love to manifest next year so you can take a bit of time to write those down you know I'm a real fan of you know if this is if you are early sobriety um to you know do less and let time do more um I'm sober and the rest is good enough you know and just really attend to that sort of self-care and give yourself that grace similarly you know I think life is impactful so maybe you know we've all been through the wars a bit haven't we the last couple of years so you know maybe it is I know for me one of my word of the year which we'll be getting on to in a bit is um it's kind of cycling around rest and sabbaticals and things like that. So, um, yeah, that's really, it's just, you know, the fact that it doesn't have to be lofty. It doesn't have to be high. It doesn't have to be, you know, I don't know, running a marathon. I'm so impressed by people that run marathons. But it can just be that kind of being, you know, so important to rest and to be. So she is going to set her intentions. So again, you can pop me on pause and write some of your intentions or wishes for next year. And you can have more than one. You can brainstorm lots. And then the next part of this, and this is I really like this, is you then asked, what are you prepared to sacrifice in order to get this? Now, this might seem a little bit, this might jar a little bit. I quite like the drama of that. In essence, you know, when we choose something, we have to say no to something else. And I also like the idea that there's a commitment there. There's a commitment to action or there's a commitment to. So maybe I know somebody who's who's it was they wanted peace, you know, really what they wanted more than anything next year is peace and what they were prepared to sacrifice for that. Um, and this person was on social media like all the time. Um, she said it was attention. She was willing to sacrifice attention for her own peace. So I found that very interesting. And I wonder what that is, because that's a call to action for us from ourselves, isn't it? And I think that's very powerful, gives us a lot of agency to say, I'm going to choose that over that. So it's almost you find the opposite, isn't it? Um, and yeah, you say, right, I'm going to choose that rather than that. So for an alcohol free focus, you know, I'm choosing to be alcohol free and, and what I'm preparing to do, to sacrifice, to commit to whatever language feels empowering to you is that I am going to commit to not yeah, damaging myself with alcohol anymore, not giving myself a hard time, not letting the inner meanie run the show. I'm going to have my own back all year and what I'm prepared to give up for that is maybe being right. I don't know, whatever it might be. Um, I might be wanting to play net more next year. And what I'm going to give up is 
taking myself too seriously and expecting and sort of like trying to be clever, something like that. Um, anyway, so those are two practices that I wanted to share with you, which I thought were really beautiful. Um, so, yeah, just to recap, you know, this is the time for dreaming. It's the time, the twixtmas of going really slow, woman caving, lots of warming things, simple foods. Really, you know, if you can get out into nature, just slow rhythmical walking, um, you know, maybe rather than the bright, harsh lights of the gym and a Les Mills soundtrack, you know, maybe you just want to listen to Ludovico and Audi and just tramp in the fields. I'm just literally talking about myself. <laughs> um, actually, I've done both. I've done, I've, I've, I've kind of had a bit of, a bit of crazy energy. So I did actually do uh, a bit of weight training. Um, but yeah, and so the last, I guess the last element of this is the practice of the word for the year and this is a beautiful practice um, and what I'm going to be doing actually over the course of the year is um, encouraging you if you want to join me in a practice of setting a word for the month it's a little bit less pressure because maybe your word for the year it really sucks like you decide you don't like it that's fine we can just have it for the month um, but we could have an overarching word for the year that you come back to. Um, sometimes they reveal their meaning later on, I find. I might say it and go, oh, and then, uh, you know, the next year, next Christmas, I go, oh, yeah, it did make sense, actually. It's sort of, and it was almost like what I needed, you know, so a sense of maybe what, what you need, what you want to embody. Don't overthink it too much. What I do like to do when I'm doing a word of the year is to try and drop in somatically. So drop into the body, just take a few rounds of breath, you know, feel your butt on the chair or, you know, lie on your yoga mat or lie on the carpet um, and do some, you know, just pay attention to your breath and let the breath wash over you like a wave. And when you're feeling settled, then maybe see what words come to you when you're feeling in a like more embodied state so and imagine it kind of coming from your heart maybe not so much from your head we'll see maybe you have uh, maybe there's a different one for your head has one and your heart has another and maybe you choose both and see which one you know you might oscillate between the two of them so that's another really nice practice so lastly talking about dry january if this is your first dry january just make sure you got some support see it as an opportunity to be curious, um, build in that kind of, you're setting that intention to do a month alcohol free. Um, so many people just kind of go, right, I'm going to do this. And then they're like, okay, I've just white knuckle it to the end, but, and don't do any other inquiry. And, um, I feel like that's kind of missing the point. Obviously giving ourselves a break from alcohol is going to be great. Um, your body's always going to thank you for that. But the opportunity to kind of reflect and ask questions, you know, to say, ask, you know, how difficult is it? What are my trigger points? Um, do I find it easy? That's interesting. Do I find certain situations challenging? Do I find my emotions are a little bit all over the place? That's interesting. What are they and what might they be showing me? You know, what authentic needs might you become aware of that you usually, you know, at the end of the day, you realize you're exhausted and really, really pissed off because you've been used to kind of sprinting to the end of the day and crashing with a glass of wine. Maybe you need to 
pump the brake during the day, making sure you have brakes and looking after your nervous system rather than using alcohol as a kind of fire kind of blanket, which actually then is like pouring gasoline on the fire. Um, it's, you know, it's that false tool for that, but that we do, you know, often use use it for um, and are encouraged to, you know, especially as busy, busy people and mums and carers, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it can be a really good opportunity to reflect and so yeah I will leave you with that um I hope you join me again as I said I'll be taking inspiration from love yourself sober no that's the first book that's good another good plug isn't it love your sober year and using the kind of rhythms we'll be setting a word of the month um each week the the book goes through um weekly patterns um with journaling prompts as well so I will leave you journaling prompts around this idea of patience around the idea of rest around the idea of a sacred pause um question one how easy is it for me to wait for things question two what can i do when i have a compulsive urge to react now that's me and anyone who um, maybe has adhd i very much um, i've not been diagnosed but i really um, recognize that um, in my in myself um, so I'm really productive but I have an impulsivity issue and that really feeds into drinking um, so yeah what can I do when I have a compulsive urge to react third what is the best way for me to distract myself for 15 minutes if you've got that urge to um, you know you're hitting a trigger time just waiting it out, going to distract is such a power, power tool. What is my go-to tool to calm myself down? And how can I mark my daily successes and notice the little things? And then lastly, the question, because I was sober this week, I, and then you fill that in and think about something that you know that you've achieved or a need that you've met. And that has come to you directly as a kind of gift of sobriety because I was sober this week, I. So I'm going to leave you with those. Um, wish you a really, really happy um, Twixtmas last few days of that heading into the new year. Um, remember, if you're going out on New Year, um, you know, you can go to the party without being the party, as amazing Jean Cybrus said to me once, which made me roar. And just, yeah, feel like you're not alone. There's lots of uh, sober communities out there. Love Sober is one of them. There's so Soberistas. Uh, she recovers so many now, which is absolutely wonderful. So, um, yeah, and I will see you soon for more chat. Mm -hmm.